0: al Bayan Radio presents the following program, asking Allah that it serves as a benefit for all.
1: Bismillah, Alhamdulillah, Assalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa nuala. Assalamu alaikum dear brothers and sisters, welcome to al Bayan Live, I'm your host Abu Abdurrahman. And uh, today we have two special guests with us, Sheikh Mohammed Al-Zaabi and Sheikh Ali Gazila. Inshallah, I pronounced that well. Uh, welcome dear brothers, assalamu alaikum
0: Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi Sheikh Mohammed how are you today? Alhamdulillah, bi are fadlillah It's good to see you once again Likewise, inshallah
1: Alhamdulillah, we have the debut today of <laughs> Sheikh Ali Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh <laughs> Ali
2: wa It's
0: good to
1: finally have you live in the studio You've had programs on before on Al-Bayan It's good to have you uh, live in Al-Bayan Radio How you been al- lately? Alhamdulillah, very well yourself al- Alhamdulillah, excellent It's good to see the brothers Good to have you live in Al-Bayan Radio studios During these 10 blessed days of... Hijjah and today we have a, a, a nice topic: historical events in the Hijjah. Now, Sheikh Mahmoud, why did we choose this topic? A bit of a
2: background, maybe. Alhamdulillah, I'm Many of the lectures, the khutab, on the manabir, speak about the fadl of these uh, blessed ten days of the hijjah and uh, how the how the amal are multiplied in, in the deeds and the rewards. And how the Prophet ﷺ has witnessed the khayriya, the virtuousness of these uh, 10 days. We thought we should, subhanAllah, address a few uh, Islamic uh, historical events that happened during the time of the Prophet ﷺ to the Sahaba, even through back going back to the Prophet's times, why they are blessed. And it's not only actually. Uh, the actions you know, um, that are multiplied, and those and Subh'ana Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala He favours certain times for certain incidents and things that happen in that time. You know, and He favours certain places because of actions and things that happen, like Mecca, for example. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala honoured Mecca not because of its beautiful greenery or the mountains; He favoured it because of the Quran being revealed upon Mecca. You know, and subhanallah, similar with Ramadan. Ramadan was favored by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because of the ibadat, you know, of the Quran that was revealed, the uh, the night prayers and the fasting. And of course, the Hijjah, there are multiple events that happened in history. Major, major events that have changed history. Subhanallah, inshallah, we'll address, we'll come across a few of them inshallah, with uh, Brother Sheikh Ali. Ali it's
1: it's 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 one of the misconceptions as well one of the things which is not mentioned much is that dhul hijjah is actually a sacred month absolutely yes
0: so as uh, sheikh Mahmoud was saying yani you find that the focus is more on the fadl of these uh, of these virtuous 10 days which isn't something that yani we we're, we're putting down at all of course not but yani another aspect um, which highlights as fadl as well, is you see that virtuous things happened, and as we're going to highlight bi-idhnillah. So um, it's good to shed light on these things because this is also from the sha'ir of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the symbols of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yani a lot of people, when we talk about sacred months, the first month that comes to people's minds is Ramadan. But inshallah, through this program, yani we're going to see that just like in Ramadan, Virtuous things took place. The same happened with this month, this blessed month of Dhul-Hijjah.
1: Now what's quite interesting, uh, Sheikh Ali, is that uh, Dhul-Hijjah being one of the sacred months, also the first 10 days of it from the best days of the year, and then Ayyam al-Tashriq, Eid al-Adha, is that many of us don't know that many historical events actually took place in this month that are of great importance to the Muslim. But before we even get there, is sadly today, a lot of us don't know our history and maybe we can just start off with a you know a few minutes on the importance of a muslim knowing his history and therefore having an identity uh, being a muslim and being proud of it sheikh mahmoud
2: you just asked a very important question yani what makes a muslim a, any person's identity goes back to their background that back, goes back to their family their lineage uh, their history yani subhanallah yani look at what the uh, um, uh, well um uh, 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 i think i think it was uh, Mughir ibn shu'bah when he was facing uh, rustum and that was just before the battle of al qadisiyah one of the major battles against the persian empire and he came and he was walking and he had a crooked sword and shabby clothing and he had a weak horse and rustum looked at him was like this you're coming here from the bedouin desert you now with a shabby clothing and a weak horse to fight an empire, you know, a superpower. you can say. He said we were jahiliya. We used to, you know, kill each other over, you know, over you worthless of things. You know, we had no history, no identity. We used to, you know, worship statues made of, you know, clay and you know, and uh, 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 rock and stone. And until Allah Subh'anaHu Wa sent us a prophet that honored us with this beautiful religion. And he says, with this crooked sword and with this weak horse, we came to destroy you and your empire. We're, on, we're not in need of the, the elite of this dunya you know, to destroy you, to show you that the Muslim, a, a, a true believer, he takes pride in his history, mm-hmm. especially with the Prophet wasallam. You know, the events that he did, everything was that happened had a meaning and had a purpose. If a Muslim does not know his history, and, he, and, he, and he, what, what identity is this person going to take? And what culture is this person going to practice? And if you see many of our youth and many of our Muslim brothers and sisters taking on the identity of the kuffar, you know, whether uh, through their clothing, whether uh, through their speech, whether uh, the way they eat and the way they speak and the way they carry their phones and the way they do go about their lives. Like we were, you know, amongst, we had a history where we invented all these things. We had scholars and we had Sahaba that faced, you know, the greatest empires that ever existed. Why not take pride in this? We had companions where where they had so much of a reputation that eventually after time, where an Muslim army would come across a city and there'll be Christians or there'll be, you know, whatever religion they are. And the first thing when they see the Muslims, the first question they ask is, is there a sahabi amongst you, amongst your ranks? And they say, Yes, there is a sahabi, and they'll open the gates of the of the of the city for them. Because of what they knew of the sahaba. And the scholars they said, This is of two things. The sahaba, if they do azm if they have if they embark on an action, they will not leave until they do it, even if it cost them their lives, because of the iman they had. Also, they have so much, you know, you can say, um, uh, ambition and so much will that if they would remove a whole entire mountain and shift it, they'll do it. That's how much will they had, how much himma they had, they had motivation. You know, they never stopped, you know, in their tracks and said, oh, we can't face this and we can't go upon this. They taught humanity resilience and patience and perseverance, you know, where we feed nothing, so we're scared if we pray in the park in front of the guffar and we're scared if we put on a bit of a a sunnah cap and walk in. no, I don't want to wear the abaya. Nah, no, this and they'll laugh at me. They'll mock me. Habibi, they're not, they're not, they're not embarrassed of their filth and their evil and their and their, and their, and their and their evil actions that they do in front of you know in public. Why should we be afraid of our pure religion and pure identity? We have a purpose. They have no purpose. You know, we know why we exist. You know, we know from the day that we wake up in the morning, we know why we're alive. They have no purpose. That billionaire, whatever he is, you know, he wakes up in the morning, doesn't know what to do in his life. You now, why? Because Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has given us something that has not given any disbeliever. Where that is taqwa and iman and tranquility and and ikhlas, and as. Um, uh, the Prophet sallallahu he says to Umar al-Khattab, "If the kings of Persia and Rome, if they knew the happiness inside our hearts, they would have fired us for it. If they knew the happiness that we have in our hearts, what happiness is that? While the Prophet was sleeping on the hasir, on the straw mats, and Umar al-Khattab, you know, saw his back red. And He goes, Oh Rasulullah.'" The kings and the, you know, and the emperors, they sleep on the silk and the soft cushions. And, yeah, and you're, and you're, you're Rasulullah. And he says, well, why should we have this dunya? Now, let them have it. Now, it's, it's for them. And the akhirah is for us. Once, once this ambition becomes, the goal becomes akhirah, this dunya becomes worthless in our eyes. You know, and our Himmah starts to rise, and we start honoring the rituals of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when they approach, especially those 10 days of the Hijjah.
1: And in reality, as well, Shaykh Ali, we honor ourselves when, when, when we practice Islam. And, and once we acknowledge and know that true honor and might and power belongs to Allah and the Prophet and the true believers, then we will try to grab onto that and try to implement Islam properly, knowing our history that it, it's a mighty history, it's a, it's a glorious history. And the only way we achieve true honour is through Islam. In reality, and we all know the famous statement that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala honoured us through Islam. Attributed to Amr, I think it was yes. an. And if we leave it, then Allah will dishonour us. The only way we re- achieve honour is through Islam. And Shaykh Ali, which leads us to you know the importance of knowing our history mm-hmm. and knowing some of the important months of the Islamic year, specifically in our topic today historical events that happened in Dhul-Hijjah. Where do we start this topic of Dhul-Hijjah specifically?
0: Well, one that comes to mind is of Musa, alayhi salam No, I'm sorry, excuse me. Excuse no me. problem. The event which occurred with Musa, alayhi salam and you find that a lot of the time in the Quran, the the debate concerning ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah and also the Mubtidia, such as the Muattila, the Mu'tazil and the Jahmiyyah, you find that a lot of the time, the focus on the, the story with Musa a.s. is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke to him with a speech which befits his majesty. that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke to Musa with direct speech in a way which befits his majesty. And this is an article of Aqidah. The question is when? Yani when... Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala says Musa wa And when we promised Musa Salaam, 30 nights and then we we completed them with another 10. This is an event which took place in our history that Musa Salaam, Allah wa Ta-A'la, chose him and spoke to him during this fatra, during this period. And the mufassirun such as Ibn Jarir Tabari rahimahullah they said that when Allah wa Ta-A'la says bi'ashrin? That when we completed the 30 with the 10, he said the 30 was the month of Dil kidah which is the month which is uh, the one that is the, the month prior to the month that we're in. And he says, وَأَتْمَمْنَاهَا bi'ashrin When we completed it with 10, refers to the 10 days that we're in and the 10 nights. And this is when Allah ta'ala chose to speak to Musa alayhi So it's a very monumental event which took, part, which, uh, took uh, place in our history. And subhanAllah yani it's, uh, it's worth mentioning first Because it has to do with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and right,
1: but and, and Anything to do with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, Then it automatically makes that that part Or that date or that thing uh, more important and Anything which Allah gives significance uh, By for example Allah promising by these 10 days Then those 10 days automatically it's important. And as we know, Sheikh Muhammad, all the oaths that Allah promises by, and only Allah is allowed to promise by wow. things in the Quran from the creation, automatically, once Allah promises by it, it's important. wa Ashr, And the rest of the principles. So that in and of itself, when we attach Allah to something, it gives that thing sharaf, it gives that thing honor, Generally, the masajid of Allah, are the best places because they are attributed to Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala and and this gives them significance and importance. Now moving on to that what's another event or that we can talk about regarding uh, the the month of the Hijjah.
2: Uh, there there are a few events that happened. One of the main events is Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala forgiving Adam Alayhi Salam in those 10 days of the Hijjah. And look at what any everything happens for a reason. And Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala does not there's not, there's not will for something to happen for nothing. You know, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala chose those ten days to forgive Adam alayhi salam to show you that these ten days, if you want your sins to be forgiven, this is the time. Start seeking forgiveness. If Allah Subhanahu wa Taala accepted, sometimes Allah Subhanahu wa Taala he commands us to seek forgiveness, but when we know, when Allah Subhanahu wa Taala tells you that I have sought, I have forgiven Adam alayhi salam in this day and this month. That means there's a chance that my sins will be forgiven in this month. And what better than the advice of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if we understood it? And subhanallah, um, uh, another event that happened which I really want to shed light upon is the Islam of Umar and Hamza in these blessed months, in the first 10 days. And what it made, speaking about history and the honor of you know, of Islam and the Sahaba, Yani, when, they, when those two lines of Islam entered Islam, Yani, it changed the whole pivot of the da'wah. From discreet to public. You know, and when Umar al-Khattab, He says to the Prophet, When he became Muslim, He says, Oh Rasulullah, aren't we on the haqq? And the Prophet says, Yes, isn't Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala haqq? He goes, Yes, aren't you the, the truth, the Prophet? Are you Rasulullah? He says, Yes. Why are, what are we doing here? Let's get out and proclaim the Tawheed and the Shahada of la to the public. And that's when the Prophet he went out with Hamza you know, the Lion of Islam. And there are other things that happen inshallah we'll shed more light upon them bin ta'ala, if uh, Sheikh Ali has more.
0: Wallah, just the amazing input. thing with uh, what Sheikh Mahmud mentioned the Islam of Omar and Hamza the two lines. it was days apart as well in the sixth year of prophethood and uh, subhanallah yani, when we focus on umar an, it goes back to the dua of the prophet <laughs> أحد, uh, أحد uh, 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 Ahad yeah, that's the one subhanallah and he said umar ibn khattab and he said umar ibn hisham which is abu jahl and then he said as well the, sorry it was Ibn Masud that said after this so once again when we want to see how this Izza was where do we go back to our history you know as Sheikh mahmud mentioned he didn't waste time and also just the event of when he gave his Islam he went to the person who was known to um, spread the akbar, spread the news he, were, he couldn't keep a secret his name was Jamil Ibn Ma'mar so he went to him and he said tell them that Umar has accepted islam so he went around mecca saying sabaa umar and then umar would follow him and yani what the term "Sabah" means is he left his deen and umar would follow him and he'd say Kadhab." he goes bel aslamt he would say that no of um, he's lying rather I've accepted islam and then it was an all-out fight between umar and you could say mecca and he wasted no time because of the dua of the prophet sallallahu wasallam the
1: boys say he took them all on <laughs>
0: exactly <laughs> And then Ibn Masud mentioned something beautiful, radiallahu and He says, "Ma zilna عِزَّةً مُنْذُ أَسْلَمَ He said, we remained honorable from the day Umar, radiallahu anh, except Islam. And
1: his Islam was a as another narration mentions. Yes. And what's oh. interesting is why, like we mentioned before, about Izzah and honour and Umar, and, and he was given the nickname Al-Faruq. No, so he distinguished no. the Hak from the bottle. And this no. is, the Qur'an is a, is a Furqan. Uh, يَوْمْ بَدْرِ is yawm al-furqan you know was known as al-Farooq Th- to distinguish the hak from the batil this is a quality that every believer should have and implement in his life to gain honor and this is by knowing our history in reality with you know a, a nation who doesn't know the history an individual who doesn't have foundations and, and hi- historical link will basically fall for anything that become a target and be misled by anything yeah. and follow all these fake Slogans and isms that we see today uh, that are, the people are drowning in, and how distinguished distinguish the Haq from the bottom, and there are many reports you know some of them are just historical reports, not too authentic from the hadith point of view, how you know they they marched that day, one yeah. behind and, and I think it was made famous by the um uh, the the movie the messenger movie mm. and yeah. they started mm. and just to show that you know what two men can do. Behind the Prophet sallallahu alaihi sallam. and this is one of the things that I remember one of our sheikhs saying. You know, one brother was praising a Allah except his good work and saying he gets so many views and so thousands of followers and millions of views. And then the sheikh, I remember he said, He said, "The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he built men. This is what he did. He built Abu Bakr, Umar and Uthman, and Ali radiallahu anhum, and other than them, that spread the Deen around the whole world." few men, but these men were mountains that spread the deen everywhere these men had izzah, these men distinguished the haq from the batil these men were proud of their religion They, as you mentioned before, Sheikh Muhammad, these men were proud to pray publicly to to display their deen, these women from the sahaba were proud to wear hijab and niqab they were proud to recite the Quran they were proud to be followers of the kitab and sunnah and the way of the salaf al salih so this is very important and Omar and Hamza becoming Muslim, I think is, is really uh, you know during sira classes a lot of times we mention it but I think it should be, be mentioned more so that, you know
2: and, and also overnight as you said straight away it didn't this take is, this is years is, to Yeah, this is what Islam actually makes a person that's what makes that's what Islam makes of a person yani y- 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 subhanallah if you want to destroy a nation destroy this their, their history okay. and yani, you get them busy with you know all the fake icons and all the fake uh, symbols and slogans and all this and, and remove the history. Yani subhanallah, yani, you see our youth today, he's a tall 20-year-old, Mashallah, and his hat backwards and the chain and the, the haircut. Achi, where do you want to go? What's yani? wrong with the hat backwards, Sheikh Mohammed? Come on, I used to <laughs> wear that back in the day. Oh, does he want to fly, yani, with it. <laughs> Just yani, to style of the hat backwards. <laughs> Akhi, yani, Allah Subhanahu. You change something Allah, else, <laughs> but the, the hat backwards. reminds <laughs> yani, me of when I was younger. Yani, we have the best religion. You know brought down you know 100%. brought down to the best of human being to ever walk the face of the earth the prophet we are the best in our actions we are the best with the way we walk and we speak and the way we dress and we are the best.: I'll give you a, a, a story
1: yeah. like recently um, a, a young a young man not going to reveal too much oh. good, good, good Muslim but they're wearing like after a certain athlete who's been all over the news for all <inaudible> actions which are not befitting for anyone, let alone a Muslim. So I told him, well, like, you know, this guy's been in the news recently for filthy actions and adultery no, and, and, yeah, and no. all the rest of it, and they've got his initials, mm, mm, you know, yeah, in their yeah, clothes. Yeah. I yeah. go, I'm not telling you it's, it's you know, you know, haram or whatever. I'm saying, like, have Izzah. Why would you wear the clothes of these type of people? These people, firstly, they're not in any way, shape, or form, according to anyone's standards, Good role models, but only because they're good at sport, people idolize them. But every anyone else for any religion would not want their kids idolizing or looking up to these people in any way, shape, or form.
2: Why would we wear that? What raise our heads a bit, have have honor? Any, and, and Subhanallah, you're talking about imitating the kuffar and, any, any, just. Just look at the look at the hygiene and look at the way they live their lives. you know, they, they don't know how to wash themselves. They don't know. And yeah, back in COVID, you know, I always told this thing to the kids, where you'll see where they wash their hands. You go to the hospitals, you go to places, and they show you like a steps on how to wash your hands. Yeah, and one of the steps is you do this. You know, you wash between the fingers and you know your wrist like this. I'm like in my mind, it took them one thousand. And four hundred years later, that the Muslims have been washing their hands in wudu five times a day, you know, and performing the sunnah to f- to understand to, f- to after research after research that that you wash your hands like that and you clean between your fingers. Mm. Yeah, yani, I was telling the kids, you probably take them another 1,400 years later to uh, for them to discover how we wash our feet. And yani also. Yani subhanAllah to show you that Islam is the best. And something that really gets to me is there's so much adilla in the Quran and the Sunnah and the scholars and the Salaf and the Sahaba's actions. When a kafir comes up with a research and something that matches with Islam, oh Allahu Akbar, look, mm. the Kufar agree with us. We don't need the Kufara to agree with us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is And the Prophet's speech is enough for us. We don't need that. You know? If it matches, you know, their research matches what the Prophet has told us, Alhamdulillah. You know, you know it's a it's a it's a hujjah against them. Mm-hmm. You know, for them to accept Islam. You know, it should not increase you in faith. If a kafir, you know, told you, oh, the way you pray, you know, it's physically, you know, you know healthier and better every single day. You know, or the way that you do wudu is better. We don't need that. Because, you know?
1: because because certain people are in power and in positions of authority and, and nations like America are in, you know, positions of, of influence over the whole world. It's, that's the problem today because, because when we're in a state of weakness, you always look up to those who apparently are stronger. Mm. And this is throughout history, not only now. Mm-hmm. So this is why we're speaking about, you know, yes. uh, hi- history and having izzah and honor in your religion. Mm-hmm. That as a Muslim, true honor for you is is, is your deen. And if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mm-hmm. has mentioned something, that is enough. That is enough for us. But because we want always, we're always looking for, you know, to be, to, to be you know, verified or to be, uh, you know, give that tick of approval by others because they're in positions of strength and authority. That's the, like the, the celebrity effect today. Mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. You get the worst drink possible, put a celebrity to it, everyone will buy it.
2: Yeah, you know. Really. Yeah.
1: i not going to mention a name or it might get flagged or something. <laughs> no, everyone, everyone, everyone knows what I'm talking about. It's literally garbage. You yeah. know what I mean? Doesn't taste any good, but the only reason people buy it, that's it is well, because well. it's linked to this YouTuber or social media influencer, and and this is this is what happens today when you look up to people who are you know not the, not the best of examples and nations as well. You know nations. The Quran tells us sometimes we, yeah. you know, you're in a position of victory and sometimes it's down. And this is the important thing now is that yes, we might be in a positions of weakness, but Islam is what gives us honour and what rectified the earlier generations will rectify Absolutely. our situation. And this is where we are missing because I remember you know many of our elders used to sit with us and tell us the only way we get honor and one two three and raise our countries especially is one two three you know and then you say to him well let's look into our countries then if this experiment that you have take the country you know we're from what's what's it done what's happened implementing what you're implementing you know enforcing what you think is should be enforced if it's a case study it's a big fat failure Mm-hmm. The rich, elite have pocketed the money of the whole country. The country is mm-hmm. depleted, poor, some mm-hmm. of them cannot even eat. May Allah rectify their affairs. Mm-hmm. And we, you're you're telling people that this is the way to to victory and success.
2: And, and subhanAllah once uh, we was sitting in a meeting and like at school, and we were, they were talking about like being accepted, you know, in in the society. And one person says, I was walking to into David John's and I saw ramadan mubarak you know and they had banners i walked in i felt with i felt pride and i felt accepted you know i'm like it's you know finally they accept us i'm like you're waiting for them to accept you and you're waiting for for, you know for the kuffar to say oh you know your islam is good you know so you can have tranquility in your heart that alhamdulillah i'm on the right religion and look at how low some Muslims have become unfortunately waiting for the kuffar to. It's quite funny, this Sheikh Ali, because the only thing we
1: should be proud of when we see stuff like that is we're actually having a lot of kids because it's a capitalist system. And a capitalist system, like Woolies and the rest, Coles, they're going to cater for their market. So they, you know, I think as Woolies, that they actually celebrate and acknowledge hundreds of festivals throughout the year. Therefore, they target certain merchandise and products to that crowd. So the only thing I would be proud of is in that area. (laughs) Alhamdulillah, we're still having, you know, we're doing what the Prophet wa sallam instructed us to do to marry al Wadood, al walud to marry the loving and the fertile, no. and to also, in another report, to have a lot of children because I want to be proud of your numbers on the Day of Judgment. That's basically yeah. that argument, like, that's the only thing, and in uh, reality, yeah, that's what we're doing right there anyway, Sheikh Ali, isn't
0: it? Uh, Wallahi, yani, it's focusing on uh, the sad reality with the disconnection and the isolation. When you ponder over, yani, sadly, the Arab world as well because uh, we spent a bit of time there. So uh, what I'm trying to get to is it's not a problem here in the West. Yes, it's expected in the West because we're a minority and we've got such a big disconnection. But even in the Arab world, you know, you find that, subhanallah, I remember in Tunisia, there was a program that was on and they had a sheikh on. And the presenter, you can tell he had an agenda and he had a secularist agenda. And he was asking the sheikh. He was like, "What can we be proud of as Arabs?" Yani, you know, what the fact that you know, we drink uh, car- uh, camel camel urine. We were in the desert and things like this. And I looked at this and I thought to myself, "Subhanallah." Yani, you know, you're named probably after the best of men that walked this earth. But look at this disconnection. Yani, you know, you've you fell for the plot of the occupiers, and now you're pushing their agenda because you think that this is what is elite. So the point of it is that, yani, Subhanallah, yani, as you said, that when the people are in power, when they want to push and indoctrinate, the sad reality is the majority of the masses will follow. And this is where you know the mashayikh and the do'at. We have to shed light that we have a glorious history, and the miskin, the one who is really the poor one, is the one who is disconnected from it.
1: Excellent point. Now we, we mentioned the Amar and Hamza becoming Muslim in Dhul Hijra. Any other events we'd like to tackle?
2: Um, before we wrap up today that happened in Dhul-Hijjah Sheikh Mohammed also um, a few uh, things that happened also the uh, martyrdom of, of Umar Khattab law Anhu also happened in Dhul-Hijjah and the martyrdom of Uthman Ibn Affan, law Anhu also happened in Dhul-Hijjah quite interesting and uh, subhanAllah uh, Allah subhanahu taala choosing you know a sacred time for those blessed men you know to depart this world. and it's not something like of a coincidence and this also is Shahada for those men that, of their greatness. And that we should take them as symbols and as role models. And, and we know, you know how the, the, the martyrdom or the assassination of Umar Khattab happened. You know, and when he passed away, you know, the Sahaba said, and you know, the door, the barrier of fitna has been broken. And since then, that's it. No one's going to be fixing up this door anymore. And you know, after Umar Khattab. And same thing with Uthman Al Affan. Yeah, uh, the Prophet has already prophesied and you know, they of those two blessed uh, companions. And Subhanallah, Umar Khattab used to make du'a because Oh Allah, you know, take me as a martyr. Oh, okay. And and the companions around them will say like, a, a martyr is when a person is killed by a disbeliever. You know, there are no, bel- there are no disbelievers in Medina. You're sitting in Medina. You're not in the battlefields. You're not anywhere else outside hell and subhanallah it was of two slaves that al-mughira brought in from Asham. sham and uh, abu al-majusi and another slave and abu lukla had an agenda and he assassinated the khalifa uh, umar him. and then also we you know the martyrdom of uthmam na'affan and, uh, and the, the story of the quran and uh, subhanallah Uthman allah and we the, there's a lot of misconception about this blessed companion. Yeah, yeah. Yani, yani we see, yeah, Omar. You know his power and strength. But we not people think they take when they look at Uthman. Oh, he's shy. He's a weak type of companion. But no, Islam reached all the way to Morocco. The first naval, you know, uh, 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 base, Islamic naval base that was established during the time of Uthman. Uthman you know, the Sahaba the and the Muslims had, you know, ships, battleships. You know, it was the first time, you know, and it was the first, you know, when they first uh, collected the Quran, you know, and we want know the Mus'haf al-Uthmani, you know, that witnesses for Uthman al-Affan's work, you know, until the day of And this blessed man has done so much work that we need to sit down and read our history and not just take it from from movies and take it from you know fairy tales that. and like you know because there's a big misconception on Uthman al Affan and, and the and the Dawla al, al-, al- Umawiyya, the Umayyad Empire you know, there's so much like uh, uh, slander and you know and backlash that you know, and a bad reputation that people ha- have placed against uh, Ibn Umayyah and we don't know that Ibn Umayyad were the first to establish the the the, 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 the Islamic currency and they established armies and they established any yani, any yani, 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 yani indexes and like you know, um, and, and organized registries for different you know for the jihad and for the ulama and for the fuqara and they had banks and they had all those you know uh, subhanallah organized any yani, yani, yani things that helped Islam to spread and even making the disbelievers use, use Islam. And making the other empires use us. And he, Abdul, Abdul, Abdul Makim number uh, one, of the Umayyad, one of the great Umayyad uh, khulafah, the Romans, the Byzantians wanted to trade with him. And they brought him Roman, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, currency. Uh, currency. And he looked at it and says, uh, what is this currency? It's got the cross. He goes, you wait for us. We're going to make our own currency. And you use our own currency To buy and trade with us Look at the izzah You you need us We don't need you That's how Muslims should be You know We Muslims should be That we we are are the source of khayr The source of goodness You know Even to the non-Muslims Let the non-Muslims need us That's why I always tell the youth Don't just You know Drop out of school And become a labourer And just Do plumbing And you know Electrician And work You know Achhi, aim to be a manager, a boss Be a, you know, open up your own business You know, y- you employ the kuffar You know, don't strive and make your whole aim To be a worker under, under, the, under the kuffar
1: So even when you um, work in those trades Aim to have your own business you know, Aim to be, you know, you know, elite at that Sheikh Ali uh, brings us to, to another angle Of looking at those, um, you know Those uh, huge events in Islam The martyrdom of Omar and Uthman it's that to know the enemy Absolutely. You know, Abu al majusi he was an external for he was, he was a majusi, meaning a fire worshiper, a Persian. Uh-huh. And then you have the internal, or so-called the internal fitan that happened uh, during the time of Uthman. And in reality, that that began, you know, by some hypocrites who, you know, influenced some of the Muslims uh-huh. over the over their side, the young Galib. And this happens; it re- repeats itself in history. Mm-hmm. So you have, you know, Abdullah bin Sabah, the, the the Jew who munafik, who showed Islam externally. And cause fitna uh-huh. and there was a letter writing campaign to the various centers of Islam to cause dramas and till it led to the killing the murder of Uthman and Uthman at that time was from memory 80 plus 82. so yeah. You know he was. You know to
2: know the enemy is very, very yeah, important yeah, in and the inf- internally inf- and yeah. externally. Yeah. In fact, yeah. those those hypocrites had six companions to assassinate. It wasn't only with It Was abdurrahman Ibn and Abu Ubaid Al Mujarrah and Zubair Ibn Al All the great heads of companions they had them on the list, you know, and they wanted to do, to kill all of them, you know, because they were they had the influence, you know, of uh, the Khilafah, you know, and, and, and Ayyub Al An was one of them too.
0: And Subhanallah. Yeah. That's, uh and you find that these two sects who were responsible for the fitn and you know, the, the rawafid and the khawarij who we still feel they're athar yeah, to and we find that the extremism in takfir something which is rampant among shabab um, we still find with the rafid yani takfir of the companions and takfir of ahle sunnah Muman. so these two things these two sects we're still feeling there it affects to affect still as well so as uh, you said Abu Abdurrahman. Knowing the enemy, because this will give you salama in your deen. Because Hudayfa he said, oh, That the, yani, the people would ask Prophet about good, I would ask him about bad, out of fear it would come to me. So, this is yani, where we have to be on God, and especially in a time where, yani, SubhanAllah, fitan is worse then the time of the sahaba and
1: as we know this is this is a type of jihad you know the, the mm-hmm. jihad against the shaitan is the jihad against the shubuhat and the shahawat and in reality the greatest this is one of the greatest jihads because it doesn't stop now the the shaitan he's waging jihad against the muslims and the muslims are just sitting back like nothing's happening and, and someone will say well, what do you mean he's waging jihad against us mm-hmm. and how do we wage jihad against him 24/7 it doesn't stop okay. when you turn on your tv youtube TikTok or social media there's misconceptions and doubts being spread day and night to cause you to have doubt in your religion all these isms we spoke about before to cause doubt in your religion these movies for years they've been trying to spread misconceptions in the Muslim world and now in the West to Muslims all these so-called educational institutions a lot of them their main aim is to cause doubts to the Muslim this is the jihad that we must now wage against the shaitan by educating ourselves, removing the doubt, learning the Quran, learning the sunnah, being in a good environment and being in the best possible situation uh, to, to to eliminate ourselves and keep away from these shubuhats, these doubts and misconceptions, because they can harm a person and lead to ultimate destruction, which is eternal damnation or eternal destruction and eternal abode in the hellfire. And This is what we don't want. This is by leading a person to kufr.
2: Absolutely. One of the Salafi mentions something like that. He says that the the ummah stands on three types of people: the ulama, the shabab, and the rich, the wealthy. If those three connect, you have the ummah striving. You know, when when the, no, the first thing that is when the ulama are not listened to, no one listens to them. There's no lessons attended. You know, خلاص, I'll just watch it uh, you know, I I'll search it up on YouTube, Google, uh, what's the hukum of wearing socks, wiping on the socks, what's the hukum of, you know, divorcing my wife? I'll just search it up and I'll start building, you know, my life upon that. How many, you know, catastrophes happen in the Muslim community because of, you know, a brother googling and doesn't know. It? That's why something like, you know, basic issues like fiqh, matter. It's what aqidah matter. Now, there's a difference of opinions you know like you know um uh, subhanallah yani, bi, 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 the 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 muslims they have to start attending the masajid start listening to the mashaykh. the shaykh is not an angel the scholars are not angels they have to do mistakes they get the, everyone is bound to do mistakes one mistake a shaykh does akhi, i didn't see the shaykh doing it, using the siwak i didn't i, I saw the shaykh you know he, you know his stove is a bit long Khalas. I ex him. He's a he's a he's a there. He's this 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 this. this. That shows the, the level of ignorance. And ignorance sometimes is harmful upon a person. And it's, so, 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 ignorance sometimes it destroys a person. And that's why one of the first stages of, of knowledge is humility. Hmm. To humble yourself down to the knowledge of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. You accept the truth. If a kaver comes to you with an ayah, you accept the ayah. Not, you don't know, say Oh why would you accept it From a kafir It's not the kafir You know He's mentioning a verse Of the Quran I accept this As a, as words of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala Regardless Whatever the, whatever the You know uh, The person is This is the issue today and and, and 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 the worst Enemy Is a ignorant That thinks that he's On upon the point of truth That he has Has what He doesn't know That he's actually ignorant Like this is one of the worst Enemies against Islam I mean, this person, no nasiha, no, uh, I mean, no atibar. There's, there's no chance for this person to to actually teach this person. I and mean, we're going to teach an ignorant person that thinks that he is upon the truth. I and mean, sometimes I mean, you teach and, and, and the mashaykh, ma Allah reward them. They sacrifice their lives. I and mean, I mean, especially in a country like this, a sheikh has to have three, three four jobs. He has to work, provide for his family and when he has, he shows a bit of taqseer, you know, in the you know, in majal al-da'wi, you know, in the da'wah, where is the shaykh? The shaykh is not answering, he's not calling me, he's not this, this, that. The, the shaykh has a life. The shaykh is not 24 hours, you know, sitting down, you know, answering calls, and he, you know, he's got kids, he's got a life, to, he's got, he needs to eat. And he's not just a, 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 a robot, you know, where he's got nothing to do in his life. And, and, and this is the, this is the misconception that many Muslims have. You know, the Sheikh hasn't called me. Why hasn't he called me? You know, I, I don't want to talk to the Sheikh. I don't want to come to the Masjid anymore. I don't. Want to do this. Akhi, you, we need to support the Ulama. If we don't support the Ulama and the you know, and the Du'aat, you know, how is Dawah going to strive? And how how are we going to be learning our religion? You know, this needs to be a wake-up call for our Shabab. Calm down, you know, you know, relax. You know, the mashaykh don't hate you, you know, when they advise you. You know, yani, yani, subhanAllah, <clears throat> yani, yani we've come at a time where khalas, I don't I don't like the fatwa that the Sheikh gave me, you know, I just turn away, I'll find i go look for another Sheikh. Yani, 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 SubhanAllah, yani what has happened to the youth today is unbelievable. And many have turned away from the religion because of that. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rectify our youth.
1: Amen, I amen. I now, for the brothers, this is just tuned in We are speaking about historical events that took place during the Hijjah. And throughout the month, we've we've mentioned, them. you know, from the best of events that have happened, and that is, you know, the days of Hajj. Maybe we can finish off by speaking about the days of Hajj. The first 10 days of the Hijjah are the blessed days, the best days to do good deeds. We've mentioned that a lot. But going into, you know, I think Monday, the 8th of the Hijjah, tomorrow yes no, they no. go to mina no. it's huge the prophet sallallahu sallam, i think they call it's it Yom no. No. and that's where the hajj begins and then you have the great day of arafa no. uh, and this is from the greatest of things that happened on this day is that allah completed his religion on this day as mentioned oh, in Al and the prophet sallallahu gave his farewell advice that in Arafah. And we all know the famous hadith that the Jew asked Amir al-Mu'mineen, Amar, okay. that there is a day or an event that happened, if it happened to us Jews, we would have taken that day as a day of Eid. And he goes, what ayah is that? And he's referring to اليوم أكملت لكم دينكم in Surah Al-Ma'id, I think ayah number three. Okay. And then Umar said to him, we know the day it was revealed on and where it was revealed. It was wow. revealed to the Prophet wasallam on a Friday in Arafat on the ninth day of the Hajjah during the farewell hajj. And this is from the greatest things that Muslims have to acknowledge and know that Islam is perfect. Uh-huh. Allah completed His favor for us uh-huh. and He chose for us Islam as our religion. And in reality, that word religion, I don't like it much. In reality, a way of life.
2: Way
0: of life, yeah. SubhanAllah, Malik, he says something beautiful. And uh, some of the narrations say that he used this uh, ayah as a shahid for it. He said, ما, ما oh, okay. that, yani, Whatever wasn't a deen yesterday or in the past will not be from the deen today. And he mentioned this ayah. And subhanallah, this shows you that nothing can be added or subtracted from the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So subhanallah, yani, uh, this month talking about the historical events. But يعني, the the one that puts the khitam of it being misc is Allah SWT completed his glorious religion يعني, during these 10 days with the revelation oh. this ayah.
1: That is amazing. And, and, and the day of Arafah, Shaykh Muhammad, if you yeah. fast Tuesday, you have your previous sins, uh, previous, previous year yeah. and upcoming year. It's also a, a day where Allah forgives so many people from the hellfire and shaitan hates that day. Now, yeah. every Muslim who is not performing pilgrimage it's suffice for him to fast
2: and, and yes yeah, subhanallah and if a person wants to sit down and count how many sins they did yesterday and in the, the last year no one can yeah, no one can Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of resurrection will bring each and every single one of us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us steadfast on that day and he will point out every single action that we did small or great and, and there's a stat and, and, and subhanallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it has given us those blessed times And blessed, those blessed actions you know, to, to, to perform so you can wipe out our deeds And one of the scholars says you know, A loser is A person that leaves this Ummah from This Ummah Leaves this dunya From this Ummah as a loser Should never No one from this Ummah Should leave this dunya as a loser Because of the amount of blessings that you have One day one day, it's a forgiveness. One month, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wipes out an entire lifetime of sins. And, and one, one, one hajj, he return like a baby born. And the Prophet Wasallam is like dragging us with chains to Jannah. And we're like, we're kicking, we don't want it. And what else? And this is something very scary that one of the scholars said that Yes, the virtues and the blessings and the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon this ummah is so vast But this has a cost This is the reason why the punishment is so severe Because no one can come up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with a single excuse That I, I, I failed No one could come up with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with a single reason Oh, I couldn't do it Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as you said, Islam is, Allah, is a way of life it's not something that you just put on as a cloak, as a clothing. You, you know, you do your duties and you take it off and you go back to See you know, your you life. Akhir, akhir. This is not Christianity. It's not Judaism. It's not other other religions. You're a Muslim 24-7. And the way you eat and speak and sleep and the way you dress and the way, you know, you walk is Islam. And and uh, once we, once we try to compare our religion with other religions, that's where the, that's where the, that's where the failure starts to happen.
1: You know what's amazing too is that you have the, the ninth, the day of Arafah, a great day. Then the next day, is Ali. the greatest day of the year. We can basically say it is in the Hija, the Nahr. this nahm. day? Say great.
0: And this is when Allah Subhanahu wa Taala chose the Prophet Sallallahu to complete the Hajj the So. SubhanAllah, the me- was event. And then, subhanAllah, yani, wo- reminds of this greatness. Mm-hmm. In the salati wa nuski wa mahiya wa mamati lillahi rabbil alameen. Yani, that verily my prayer, my sacrifice, my living and my death is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is a, subhanAllah, a very uh, very visual, visible manifestation of this ayah. <inaudible>
1: and so many great acts of worship take place
2: during that day, Sheikh Mohammed,
0: especially yes. for
1: the
2: one who's at Hajj. Yes, uh, the scholars, I said that one of the things that make those 10 days the greatest 10 days on the earth is all the mother of worship, all the worship of Islam, all the pillars of Islam are gathered in these 10 days. Now They start off with Tawheed, the prayers and the Sadaqah and the fasting. And it's compared with Hajj. There's no days ever in the year that have all the five pillars in Islam like those 10 days of, of the Hijjah. You know, that's a great day,
1: yeah. that day, because you know, forever who's been to Hajj, you know, on the ninth day of, of Arafat, once you finish it, you go to Muzdalifah on the 10th night. Yeah. And then you sleep at Muzdalifah and you pray Fajr in Muzdalifah. And then you go to Mecca for, tawaf. Uh, and for tawaf. And you also you stone the Jamara al Kubra on yeah. that day. Tawaf. Sa'i, Halk, shave mm-hmm. your head, and the Qurban as well. And then praying the five daily prayers, you know, the rest of the prayers, and then going back to Mina at night. A huge day. And for those who aren't at Hajj, it's the day of
2: Eid al Adha. They
1: so,
2: like, It's the, huge, yeah, sure, like yeah. all one day. SubhanAllah. And, 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 and the one that has been to Hajj understands that Hajj, why it's the last pillar of Islam. Because of all the actions and the rituals that it carries, it's all back to Tawheed. Mm-hmm. the sacrificing, waging, declaring your uh, your your, your uh, the shaitan, the enemy of Allah subhanahu wa taala, as an enemy. And it, it's it's not enough to accept Allah subhanahu wa taala as a god. Yes, that's enough. But if you want the ultimate ultimate, you know, servitude to Allah subhanahu wa taala is to also hate what Allah subhanahu wa taala hates. And to be an enemy to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is an, ina, has taken as an enemy and reaches the shaitan. Yani subhanallah uh, following in the footsteps of Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam and doing all those rituals and what was uh, was uh, the, the label of Pro- Prophet Ibrahim salam, the father of Tawheed. Mm-hmm. The father of Tawheed.
0: <coughs> yeah, and
2: Rahman as And because of, the, because of the Tawheed, the, proc- the, the proclamation of Tawheed that he applied in his life And also at yani Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Gave Ibrahim alayhi salam yes. the, the One specific job and That is to build the Ka'bah you know, Alone With his son and, and, and He hasn't given Any person This job Except Ibrahim alayhi salam There's no one around Look what After building the Kaaba, What did Prophet say He says what قَالَ He says what رَبَّنَا تَقُبَّلْ he says, Oh Allah, accept this deed for us. And oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect my ancestors and protect me and my children, my family from worshipping idols. Yani, yani we're in a ta- he's, in, he's in a place there's literally no person, no human and he's asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept his deed. Yani, and he's worried that he doesn't have enough ikhlas you know, for this action to be accepted. And he's the only one that's been given this action. Yani, yani, what about us? Yani, uh, w- what about our ikhlas? We should take lessons from this that even Prophet said, made dua to Allah to protect him from disbelief. And, and, and this is what a Muslim should be doing. Every single action of worship that we perform is we are refreshing and re, you know, re-ignoring this Tawheed again in our hearts. But why why isn't it working? Why are there so much tribulations and trials and fitan in our in our lives and and why because ha, 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 how are the prayers done and, ha, and, and, and 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 when you ask i was I was in a lesson and I was asking what does, does the term sunnah means Ah, oh, it's voluntary you don't have to do it it's optional it's optional yeah look look at the the, the dilemma yani of you know the, the definition of sunnah sunnah you don't have to do it طيب, we leave the sunnah and we 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 are we, are, we, are, we know we, we rush our farḍ, you know, and our wudu is rushed, and and we delay our hajj, and we, and our fasting is crooked. What is left, akhi, for to enter for to enter paradise? What is what is what is left to face Allah Subhanahu wa Taala yani, with? Uh, Al-Maimun ibn Mahran he says, uh, our actions are a few. We barely do any actions. أخلص yani, al be sincere with this few that you do. You know, you're working hard. You're waking up for fajr. You know, you you know, you know you, you're going through the hardship. Play sincerity and do it properly for the sake of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and especially in those blessed blessed days. Don't make those days against you. You know, make those days you know, make make those days for us on the day of resurrection, where they witness for your actions of deeds. When they say, you know, this person was praying and the fasting and the Quran. You know, you know, intercedes for us. You know, we sometimes you know we neglect the Quran. The Quran stays on the shelves, and we do not read it for days and weeks and months. This Quran is going to be against against you one day. This Quran is going to say to Allah Subhanahu "This person never read it. This person never prayed. This person never fasted. You know, it's something severe. You're lazy. You know, don't forget this laziness. You know, you'll be questioned about it. You know, Allah Subhanahu Taala does not does not give does not burden anyone more than what they're capable of. Yani Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not give anyone a trial or a hardship more than what they could bear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us the five five pillars of Islam because every single Muslim is able to do that you know and the obligations you know they vary according to our situation you yani know the salat they are obligation you know it's a fard you know they, so the the, the, the the si'ah you know you can pray when you're sitting down you can pray you know when you're laying down if you don't have no, there's no water you can do tayammum. there's so much yusr because of the obligation, because of of its of its importance, you know, and this is what we need to be focusing on, you And know, you know, how long can how how long is a person going to be alive, you know, in this world? You know, if we don't make make the most of it, you know, we live. We say next year, next year, next year, we do Hajj and next year. And you know, look at how Hajj is, you know, Hajj is getting harder and harder. You know, you know, you know, the one that ten years ago or fifteen years ago, the one the the one that had intentions to do Hajj, you know. Now Hajj, the prices are going up. I can't find a space. I can't find a spot. Okay, Hajj is fard al fawr meaning it's an obligation the second that you have the money and the health and the you know and uh, and, and and the physical strength. It's like salat. But this is the problem that we we we, we take certain parts of Islam and we leave certain parts according to our. You know, you know our 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 children, and when when we have time to practice Islam, when it doesn't suit us, you know we we'll leave Islam on the side and we do our own thing. We will be questioned on their resurrection, you know, for these days and those days that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala made sacred. The sins are in the sins in those days are multiplied also. The sinning inside, you know, those ten days isn't like sinning outside of Ramadan or outside of those ten days. The sitting inside the masjid isn't like sitting outside the masjid. The sinning on the day of Friday isn't like the sinning on any other day. So the sins will be also multiplied. We'll ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive our sins.
1: And before we, before we wrap up, we also have after the day of Eid or Yom al-Nahar, the Ayyam al-Tashriq, would, the Prophet Wasallam spoke about them. And they are the three days after Eid al-Atha. So the 11th, 12th and 13th of the Hijjah. And the Prophet ﷺ said about them That they are days of eating and drinking mm-hmm. And remembering Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala And it reminds us, uh, Shaykh Muhammad uh, The Lebanese, I don't know if In the Turkish community, they used to call Eid Al-Atha, Eid Al-Kbir Yeah, yes, yes Because of, it's more prolonged Than longer and and That's it's right. something That, you know, you know it probably is Spot on, it is, you know A longer celebration You have Eid, 10, 11, 12, 13 uh, Which shows us that we should make the most of these days, shouldn't we?
0: So, and subhanAllah, you mentioned something beautiful because eating and drinking is ibadah as well. Yeah. Because uh-huh if ikbar, we yeah. stop and we don't, we're doing muhalafatu, to the Prophet uh-huh. Uh-huh. And why the ulama they call it tashriq? is because it comes from al shams, the shining of the shams, the shining of the sun, because that's how they used to dry their meat. Uh-huh. As well, So yani, eating and drinking in these days, the one who doesn't, the one who attempts to fast, Yani he's done he's done uh, opposition to the Prophet so it's actually ibadah to eat and drink ah, so, so,
2: something I really really experienced and one Sheikh he told us he says you want to experience Eid al-Adha go buy a sheep and get it sacrificed you know if you can't sacrifice see it see your own sheep. you know get it, get it done in front of you you know and watch the feeling What's the feeling? You understand that this animal is created for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa taala. Uh, tr- I really advise many Muslims if they have the ability, you know, if they have friends or families or they know that they could do this, do it. Even better, uh, like, uh, yeah, uh, as yeah. as is mentioned, that the you
1: would faran their sacrificial animals <laughs> so they can give a give now. a better sacrifice <laughs> to to Allah subhanahu wa taala. So. Maybe we can start it a few months before Sheikh Ali. <laughs> feed it the best quality food. It get rights. a big, you know, <laughs> and then you know sacrifice it, uh, in seeking closeness to Allah, fulfilling yeah. this great act of worship. I remember when I was in Egypt the day of Eid al Adha, you would literally see the blood flow <laughs> in the streets. The kids, the kids were everywhere. Sheep on the side of the street. You can go purchase your sheep from the side of the street. Yeah, like you're yeah. like you're buying a drink from the from the corner shop
0: and then uh-huh.
1: in the next few days they give out they because they they benefit from the whole animal they give out yeah, the yeah. skin they give out Sorry. the parts of it yeah. to the fukara and the mesakin and they don't stop for the next few days you see it mashallah yeah. and it's a perfect example to try to you know experience it it is now in some places you can do it here in australia legally you can uh, purchase your your sheep and go to you know certain places and have a slaughter, then you can experience it and even do it yourself.
0: As panel talking about history, it's uh, it's true we keep this alive because people have the misconception that it's just for us in Australia too to give the money for it to be done overseas. But Yannis panel, the more we don't have it implemented, then it's going to become something possibly lost towards our children. So it goes back to holding the the tarikh, the history in doing ta'adhim, doing glorification of the sha'hir of Allah oh, SWT. So the Prophet
1: so. himself, uh, as, as you so, mentioned so, so, so. there, he, he slaughtered with his own blessed hands and he <laughs> ate from it. And that's the sunnah on the day of Eid to actually try not to eat in the morning, uh, pray Eid prayer, slaughter your animal and eat from and it. yeah. You know, oh,
0: all opposite to Eid al-Fitr. That's Allah. right, yeah.
1: <laughs> Eid al-Fitr, <laughs> you can the sunnah to break your fast before you go out. Yeah. Uh, the it has been a beautiful discussion tonight. Any final comments on this beautiful topic?
2: wallahi i really advise uh, whatever is left of these couple of days to uh, ro- ro- roll our sleeves up and start fasting and start donating because the prophet salam he, he he witnessed for those days to be and you know, he says uh, you know the best actions of deeds are in these days and the, and the companion says what al jihad fi Allah." <laughs> And even jihad, even better than jihad, it says even better than jihad, except a person that went out you know, and fought and get, came back with nothing. you know, Lost his wealth and, and everything. And even better than jihad. And you want tasbihah. You know, and if you're laying down, you're kicking back from work. Subhanallah, alhamdulillah, La ilaha Allah Akbar. know, Abu Hurairah and Abdullah ibn Umar used to go out to the streets and do takbir and tahleel. These are ayam, a- yeah, Allah Akbar. Yeah. Yeah, they are the, the days of takbir and tahleel. Achih, uh with your family. Allahu <laughs> wa Allah Allah. And you get the kids to understand and notice and recognise those ten days, those blessed days, that our Islam is a great religion. You know, it is a religion, you know, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the best religion. If you don't put this in the heart of our children, you know, what generation are we gonna have later on? And you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to rectify and Ameen. to guide you know, our youth.
1: Check
0: Ali, any, any final comments? Allah, ya'ani, Khairan uh, first and foremost for yeah, giving us Pleasure the, to have you. Likewise, Allah, a pleasure to be here. Allah SWT, I reward you all. but Amen. For everyone, yani, that is listening as well, to start a good habit in these best t- 10 days and start with seeking knowledge because the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, طلب العلم على كل مسلم that seeking knowledge is an obligation upon every Muslim. So start with learning Yani the five pillars at least. And Alhamdulillah we have many means, many mashayikh to go to. So I advise everyone to start in these blessed times and keep this blessed habit.
1: Barakallah for that right. excellent advice. And I'd like to remind all the brothers and sisters, as we mentioned previously, that these days are the days of Allahu Akbar and it's recommended to make a lot of takbir, a lot of la ilaha illallah, a lot of alhamdulillah. But as well, live it, my dear brothers and sisters. Live Allahu Akbar, that Allah is greater than everything and everyone, and make Allah greater in your life by living Islam completely and perfectly according to the Quran and Sunnah. We'd like to thank our dear guests today, Sheikh Ali and Sheikh Mahmoud. Also, we'd like to remind our listeners that we'll be on 107.9 FM until the 3rd of July for another week or so. So tune in in your cars and wherever you may be. And also, you can listen to al Radio 24-7, wherever you may be, by downloading our app from the Google uh, App Store or the Apple App Store. Uh, or just go to albayan.com.au And we'd like to remind our brothers that Tuesday will be the day of Arafah, so fast that day. And the Wednesday will be the day of Eid al-Adha. So make the most of these blessed days, and, and, and we ask Allah to accept our good deeds. And until next time, barakallah feekum. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi Wa
0: This program was presented by al Radio, the voice of Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah.